your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, Happy not jackets game day uh i've decided to stop celebrating them because they're always bad nowadays um this is of course locked on blue jackets we are part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i am jay foster uh and today i am going to be uh regrettably talking about uh whatever that was on monday night uh, you know, I, I guess people could charitably call it a hockey game, but I'm not going to. Um, and then I also sat down today with Justin Bradford of Locked On Predators to talk about the upcoming mini series there and how Nashville is uh, is doing this season. Um, so normally I would start off with kind of breaking down the goals, the good plays, who did well, who did badly uh, in a game, but screw that, I'm not going to do that this time, because uh, they didn't make an effort, so why should I? Um, The Blue Jackets lost 7-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes, two games after a 6-5 game against Chicago, which was two games after a 6-4 loss to the very same Carolina Hurricanes, um, and at this point, I just, there isn't a lot left to say, like, I should have recorded yesterday, didn't, because I was still mad, uh, so I've had a little bit of time to kind of calm down and think about it, uh, be a little bit more rational about the whole thing, uh, but as it turns out, I'm still just kind of mad, um, it's it's just not it's not good enough um especially you know a team that prides itself on good defense a team that has two excellent young goaltenders um and you know for the first 10 games of the season or whatever that's what we had uh you know Corpusalo had a a point 20 a point 92 something save percentage and then allowed i think he's allowed like close to 25 or 30 goals in his last five or six games and it's just not not good enough I don't know how much of that is due to Corpusalo having bad games I would suspect not a lot because he has been very good uh and if you look at where the goals were being scored especially in this Carolina game I think five of the seven goals uh sorry I think four of the seven goals were scored from about six inches outside the blue paint, which is not good enough. Um, Seth Jones has been skating around like he doesn't know where he is. Um, he's been awful. Uh, the rest of the defense hasn't been much better. Um, it was a little better when Wierenski came back for that one game, uh, and then Tortorella immediately sat in because he's not 100%, so we went back to... Uh, <clears throat> So we went back to not having him. Uh, Kukan got back in and then immediately took a penalty, uh, which led to a power play goal. 
Um, so I don't know that we'll be seeing him against Nashville. Uh, I assume Scott Harrington will draw back in. Uh, but it's just... It's the same It's the same story every game, it seems like, this season. Uh, if we do one thing well, then something else kind of falls by the wayside. The power play has kind of been picking back up, uh, doing pretty well. And so we allow two power play goals in this game. Uh, the penalty kill continues to struggle. Uh, and I think part of that is uh, because we just haven't got the defensive stability that we've had for the past few seasons. And I don't... I don't get it. A lot of people are like, well, why did we trade Nudavara and Murray? But that's beside the point, because the problem has not been the third pairing. The problem has been Jones, Wierenski, Gavrikov, and Savard, who have all been equally brutal this season. Um, and so it's... It, this is not a problem that can be that could have been solved by keeping Murray and Nudavara, uh, because the problem is not that we don't have them. The problem is that the defensemen we do have are garbage right now. Um, and we still can't really score. Um, I was really looking forward to this game. I thought it was going to be good. We lost a disappointing one in Chicago. Uh, 3-2 in overtime. Um, because the Blue Jackets have never met an overtime game that they didn't want to lose immediately. Um, and it started off pretty well. We were 3-1 up. Uh, we ended up being 3-2 up by the end of the first period. Uh, I actually messaged the Locked on Hurricanes uh, host, Jared, who to be like, look, I just don't want another 11-goal game. I can't do it. Um, so, you know, and then it all just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, they scored five unanswered goals on us, and we just we looked like we'd fallen apart. It was just a... Again, I try not to curse on this show, but it was a it was a shit show from from the start of the second period onward. Um, it's it's not it's not good enough. Um, again, normally I would talk about you know who's done well, who's not doing well, uh, but there are like three guys uh, that I think do not get uh, do not deserve to get hunted for sport. Uh, Cam Atkinson continues to to do pretty well um someone on twitter made an interesting comment actually that i do want to explore a little bit that when cam was playing with uh when atkinson was playing with panera a couple of seasons ago he scored 41 goals and not i think that doesn't take away from how good atkinson is he was not good because uh panarin was helping him in that aspect but he talked about how because everyone was focusing on panarin it kind of gave him a chance to disappear into the other wing and you know, no one, no one paid a lot of attention to him, and I think he's kind of benefiting a lot from uh, Patrick Laine, uh in the same kind of situation. Um, and I think it also helps that Jack Roslevic is playing like he has all the confidence in the world. Uh, he's another one of the players that I think deserves to uh, deserves to escape being hunted for sport by Corpusalo. Um And so it's it's just like it's, it's, I feel like I say the same things every episode, inconsistent, not good enough, need to be better defensively, need to learn how to score more goals. We seem to be getting there in terms of scoring goals, but it's coming at the, uh, it's coming at the cost of forgetting how to play defense. And so we need to, we need to figure that out because we're not a team that can outscore other offensively minded teams, as we have proved. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see us play Nashville, who are also struggling. Uh, and in just a minute, I will be talking to Justin Bradford of Locked On Preds about just that. But first of all, I've got to tell you about rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible uh, for one traditional chain storefront to stock everything you need. So you've got to go in, you've got to talk to the guy at the counter who's going to, you know, mess around on his laptop. He's going to order a part that he wants, that he gets the most commission on, that, you know, is the best for his personal uh, pocket. Uh, You've got to wait two weeks for it to come in. You've got to wait another two weeks to get an appointment to get it fitted. Uh, instead of doing all that, stay at home and go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. Uh, you can get auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need, a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. The catalogue is unique, it's super easy to navigate, uh, you can really quickly see all of the parts available for your car or truck, and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. So, and best of all, those prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available to you? Make sure you write locked on in there, how did you hear about this box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wages. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So I'm here with uh, Justin Bradford of Locked On Preds. Uh, The Blue Jackets will be playing them tomorrow night uh, for the first time since the start of the season. Uh, So how let's let's get right into it how how do you feel about how the Preds have have played so far this season <laughs> not good Jay <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's been a struggle just since the start of the season and I mean after those first two games against Columbus with the Predators people were thinking okay hey maybe this team at least can be competitive I mean going into the season most folks thought that the Predators would be one of those bubble teams for a playoff spot competing directly with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Florida Panthers for that fourth spot overall I think is where the majority of people were. Well, it's not really looking like that for the Predators. They're kind of trying to stay out of the bottom of the bin and the barrel in the Central Division right now, too. And that confidence was false uh, after those first two games against Columbus and then the the loss to Carolina uh, as well because the Predators have just been struggle-busting it ever since. So it's been it's been really rough for the national predators to the point that most fans in, in seeing what we, we see on Twitter and Facebook are ready to go all in on a rebuild. Um, and I think that's very warranted with just the mismanagement that's, that's happened with the roster and everything we're seeing in, in terms of the games with special teams being awful, five and five, not being so hot, goaltending, not being so hot. It's been an absolute cluster for Nashville lately. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's been basically the same kind of story for Columbus as well. You know, people assumed that we would kind of contend for that number four spot, maybe even sneak into the the number three spot if we could get past Dallas. And then everything kind of (laughs) fell apart a little bit. Um, I was talking to uh, Jared Ellis of Lockdown and Hurricanes about this, uh, actually, and I feel like the Blue Jackets always do the opposite of what I expect them to do. 
So like I expected them to be bad last year and then they decided actually no, we're gonna we're gonna embarrass the league <laughs> and make the playoffs for the fourth time in a row. And then this year I was like, oh maybe we'll be pretty good. And they were like, actually, we're gonna be inconsistent and bad at defense and no one is gonna know how to score goals. So <laughs> it, it- yeah, so that's the way it's looking like for the Predators too. I mean, offense has been struggling. They they can't give any goal support when a goaltender does have a stable performance. And then on the other side, they're they're letting in plenty of goals. And it's been really awful first and second periods, especially second periods and the third period. And it seems like they wake up and everyone's kind of wondering, well, why did it take two periods for you to wake up and be competitive? You're already down for nothing. Well, that's not going to do any good right now. Not every game is going to end up like Toronto, Ottawa, where you can, and we have the Ottawa centers overcoming a four goal lead. I mean, it's just not going to happen like that normally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like these are not teams that have rosters that can go out and decide to score like five goals every game in the third period. <laughs> So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> makes it extremely difficult to to mount comebacks when you're down so much already going into the third period. That's not that's not the way to build a successful hockey team. <laughs> no, extremely not. Um, what do you think that some of your like what have you liked about the Preds so far this season? I feel like the answer is you know not a lot, but there's got to be some some good in there. Uh, the, there could be some good. I mean. The Predators, during the offseason, when October hit after the, the Stanley Cup final in October, which is still weird to say that, uh, and coming around to the draft and free agency in October, again, still weird to say that, we we were told by general manager David Poyle that they were looking to go more for a youth movement. And we knew trades were going to happen, buyout was going to happen. We knew they were going to be adjusting the roster, which was absolutely warranted and needed. Well, by saying youth movement, we were fully expecting – that prospects like Philip Tomasino, Ellie Tolvin, and Rem Pitlick maybe were going to get actual spots on the roster to, to be fully just going to the Wolves and see what things happen. Well, when the NHL, it, things kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed to where when, okay, it's going to be a condensed 56-game season, that changed the strategy for the Predators. And I think for a lot of teams too, they wanted more veteran talent and more depth because when you have that many back-to-backs and playing four games in seven days or four games in six days, that, you know, injuries are going to happen, plus the COVID protocol situation, that you want some more depth players that are that are NHL experienced. Well, that changed everything. And that's been, I know, frustrating for fans who are looking forward to seeing some of the youth talent uh, pump coming up in the ranks for the Predators. And the, a bright spot for me would be Ellie Tolvin and, finally getting to the roster more thanks to injuries happening to have a spot open for him. But I'm seeing him do a lot of the right things that he needs to be doing and making that transition from Europe to the AHL now to the NHL. And he, maybe he's not putting a lot of points on the board, but he's going to the right positions. He is back checking. He is for checking. He's playing his body. He's finishing his checks. He's, he's having a great on ice IQ and eventually it's going to pay off for him, especially as a 21-year-old prospect. And that's what you want to see is a prospect doing the right things. And even if he's not putting points up on the board, he's doing a lot of the right things. So that would be my one bright spot. I mean, there really aren't many, aside from Philip Forsberg, still almost a point-per-game player, and he's doing whatever he can to put the team on his back, but it's just not enough. And at least he's being consistent, and he has been consistent in the past. So lately to start off the season to be fairly consistent, that's a, that's a big deal. But that really is, Jay, that's... That's about it. Coming up in just a minute, I've got a little bit more of my conversation with Justin. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, it's the only sports betting website that we trust, and it's it's the best one. It is the only option 
for us. And so it should be the only option for you. You know, football might be over, but the NBA is in full swing. College basketball is going strong. The NHL is still happening. MLB is coming back soon. Uh, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So if you want to make a bet on, you know, whether the Blue Jackets will allow less than seven goals next game, or you want to guess, you know, who's going to win the Oscar for Best Picture, uh, then Bet Online has odds for both of those things. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. Uh, Bet Online also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best play. It is the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up for your free account. Bet Online, your online sportbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampasha of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. What's positive for the Blue Jackets right now? Uh, yeah, I think, again, kind of kind of the same thing. Like, we've got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of young, exciting players. Um, a lot of them got some ice time last year because everyone on the Blue Jackets was broken, at least at some point, I think. I looked it up. We had three players that played all 82 games. Uh, or not 82, but however many games there were before, before the, the season stopped. So 71 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had three players that played in all of our games last season. Um, and so we had a lot of a lot of young players come up from the AHL and kind of show their worth. Um, and again, you know, just in terms of consistent players, Cam Atkinson has really started to wake up recently. Um, so that's that's a big plus. But yeah, for the most part, it's getting to see guys, you know, like Kevin Stenland uh, get ice time. Uh, Texier has been a real bright spot. Uh, he's kind of he's been our most consistent and best center this season which when we went into the season he wasn't even on the the radar for one of the one of the top four center positions on the team and now you know he's playing the wing at the minute but having him be good at center is kind of it's really fun to watch him uh especially considering you know we are we lost two of our top four centers um this off season or not this season Rather, obviously, with Dubois going to Winnipeg, uh, Mika Koivu retiring. So that's that's nice to know that, you know, we do have options that are not just play Max Domi for 25 minutes a game, which is good because <laughs> he has been not very good for us. So, <laughs> I mean, the obvious question here, too, is just to continue to ask about the Blue Jackets, is Patrick Laine, I mean, with him having six points in seven games, is that – paying off I mean is is everyone there kind of enjoying what they're seeing out of him I know it was a frustrating situation and one of those situations that obviously no team wants to deal with with a a player wanting out but it seems like a when a one-for-one trade basically like like that seems to be doing okay would how would you assess that trade so far yeah I think it's gone about as well as as it could have done I think like when when I heard that Dubois wanted out I was like right okay this is this is going to drag on and eventually we're going to trade him for like some prospect that probably won't make the NHL and a second round pick, um, especially after uh, that infamous Tampa Bay game where he skated around looking like he was lost for 45 seconds and then didn't play again that night. Um, but to get a guy like Patrick Laine out of the, out of the trade, you know, it's, 
it's win-win, I think, for both teams. You know, we've both addressed a need. Uh, Dubois is somewhere he wants to be. Line didn't want to be in Winnipeg. I think he's kind of settling well into Columbus. There's a big uh, Finnish kind of population in the team. So I think that's good for him. Um, and also, like, the added bonus of Jack Roslovic, who uh, mm-hmm. before... Uh, so the past two games, I don't think he's recorded a point, but in his six games before that, he had nine points. Uh, so he's he's kind of been a real a real surprise for us. So I think the the I'm sad to lose Dubois. I liked him a lot, like as a player. I liked him as a person. I thought you know he was a good kid, um, but it's really gone kind of for a what is essentially a one for one trade. Uh, I think it's gone about as good as about as good as as hoped. I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, tomorrow I will have some more of my conversation with Justin, uh, looking at uh, the upcoming games against the Nashville Predators. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at, at @jthegoalie. If you would like to follow this podcast, you can find it at lo underscore bluejackets on Twitter. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, I'm going to be doing a mailbag in a couple of days. Email your questions to that into lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And I will see you tomorrow.